Our vision is to inspire the world and remove limiting beliefs in your mind. At Sprinkle with Hope, our mission is to inspire you to live your best life by sharing stories of hope, resilience, courage, and overcoming adversity. We believe that everyone has the potential to lead a joyful, fulfilling life, and we hope to encourage and motivate you to pursue your dreams. Welcome to the Sprinkled with Hope podcast. To your Sprinkle with Hope podcast and your host Jason. So, so excited to welcome Ann Scotland with us today. Ann and I have been looking forward to this one for a while. Um, we've previously had a conversation with her and just it was such a joy to, to talk to her and to get to know her a little bit. But Ann Scotland, she's been a professional in the industry of personal empowerment and emotional well being for over a decade. Uh, but she found that even the best teaching falls flat if the higher self isn't brought into the equation. And I just love that opening sentence, really, because that's really what it's all about, right? Finding our higher self, finding what it is that we lack and, and how we can be better, right? Right. It makes us different from squirrels. You know, squirrels are busy all the time, but... <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't, all that busyness isn't necessarily, um, you know, when we're just busy, we don't, we're not really finding alignment. We're not in flow. We're just working really hard. And I know from personal experience, you can work really hard and have really poor results. You could be depressed. You can be unhappy. Um, so finding that alignment is really important because once you're in flow, you still have to work. We all have to work. But it doesn't have to be miserable and it doesn't have to be keeping you in a dark place. Totally agree. Yeah. So, Anne, what what motivated you or drove you to get into this field of work and, and reach out and help other people? Yeah, um, I think I've always, you know, loved people, loved working with people. Partly with that was because I grew up in a really unusual environment, um, very isolated, uh, sort of um a right wing uh, religious cult experience um, homeschooled till I was almost 16. And by homeschool, I don't mean like there were other kids that we met during the week. It was just me and my brothers um, in the middle of nowhere. So um, I think, you know, for starters, I once I really did start meeting people and getting out into the real world, if you like it, uh, I was just thrilled. And, and it was still a very small myopic world really through college for me. Um, went through a, a tough marriage very young. And, um, you know, that fell apart um, in an unfortunate way. Uh, it was someone from my own faith, which seemed like a good thing. But, you know, then they had, they ended up leave it, lead, leading multiple lives. And I was not really in the know enough to figure that out. So there's a lot of shame and embarrassment and humiliation around all of that. And, um, you know, being with someone and, and like, you know, you don't ask to be abused or neglected or, you know, and I think we talk a lot about, you know, physical abuse, which is a tremendously important topic, but we forget about mental and psychological, emotional and psychological abuse, uh, you know, gaslighting, you know, giving people where you start to doubt your own sanity is a really scary place because you, you already are under stress. So uh, after all of that, trying to recover and really find myself and, you know, having to disconnect in many ways from my previous religious organization and everything because 
divorce wasn't being supported. It was, it was very, uh, it was my dark moments, um, had some chronic pain I was dealing with physically. And so, you know, did that sort of, uh, lay on the floor and cry and watch TV for a year. <laughs> and then at some point I'm just like, I can't, this is not living like what I've, there's got to be a better way. And, and I'd had a mentor who, um, uh, had always told me, you know, when you're really, um, down and feeling sorry for yourself, if you're really sick of it, find someone else to help and it's the best cure ever. And, uh, so I took her advice. Um, I got involved with, uh, humanitarian organizations, Amnesty Inter International, got back to using some of my natural gifts and talents around teaching and training. And as that evolved, um, I started, you know, I started realizing that supporting and helping others in their emotional journey in their spiritual journey and their overall human being journey was something that really fed me, you know, it was less about how much money you could make and more about how much of a difference you could make. So that's kind of what drew me into this industry. I, I love that. Love what you're what you're saying. You're you're speaking my language. <laughs> um, so one of the things you talk about is how you use neuroscience to support the brain's ongoing uh, receptivity. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Because I I love neuroscience and just that neuroplasticity and how our brain can really change if we allow it to. So true. I mean, there's so many things you could talk about, but yes, <laughs> I think. I think um, I think something that you know we we could talk about the science of of you know neuroplasticity, changing the way you think, changing how the way you think changes uh, can affect your emotions in a, in a positive way. Um, but also, I think part of it that neuroscience can speak more directly to um, is, and even beyond neuroscience, is going back to just awareness. Just being in a simple place of awareness uh, instead of being the squirrel, <laughs> you know, right. just functioning for survival, going through the busy work. Uh, I love squirrels, by the way. They're like one of my favorite <laughs> animals. And I drew a card the other day and I drew, I drew a squirrel and I was like, okay, I know, I know, I know. Yes, I do love to work, but <laughs> um, yeah, so having that awareness is really education. Uh, and I don't mean in the traditional sense, I mean, learning and teaching and sharing with others how you don't have to be trapped in your own mind. Because that can be a really lonely and sometimes right. scary place, right? And you've all had your own experiences that I'm sure you can relate to that. Um, you know, the higher self is where this kind of comes together, Jason, you know, the neuroplasticity and the higher self, which is finding realizing that you're so much more than just a body, then you're so much more than just, um, you're not just here to go through the motions and get work done. You're actually here to live, learn, grow, whatever your philosophy is about the past life or the next life. Uh, I like to look at this as, you know, an education. It's a schoolroom. And if we can learn how to suffer less, by changing our mental habits, then how much more good can we do in the world by helping others also realize that you can be in this body and in this imperfect place and with the issues that we have, but you can suffer less and you can find joy. And as you know, I have a book called Live for Joy. So yeah. joy is an important part of my life. 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I love how you just said that, that we have to learn how to suffer less. I mean, my the image that I have in my mind is that we're all going to suffer some, with something physical, emotional, mental, something in life. That's not going to uh, pass any one of us. We're going to all <laughs> deal with something. It's It's the matter of learning to suffer less and then working through that. I just love how you said that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, we, we talked earlier uh, about your new show or yes. uh, broadcast. I'm spiritual, but so <laughs> let, let's talk about that. What, what is that about? And uh, you know, let's just talk about that for a second. Oh, well, thank you so much for bringing that up. Yes. I'm really excited. Um, so this new show, I'm Spiritual, but is a live streaming show uh, with guests, and I co-host that with uh, a good, um, a good soul friend of mine, Dr. Roger Leslie, and it's a it's a show about spiritual inclusivity. So regardless of your background, regardless of where you are in your personal journey, whether you're religious, not religious, we wanted to create a place where people could come and share what's working for them without saying you all need to do what I'm doing. It allows permission for an area of growth and community where people can find tools and information to strengthen their own vertical relationship with higher self, God, you know, the universe, whatever you want to call that, um, regardless of the structural framework they come from, their religion, their philosophy. Um, So this is kind of unusual because most spiritual um shows many of which do incredible amount of good but even if it's um just about the spiritual version and the practice of yoga there's still like a path that they're trying to like gently push you toward follow yeah and this is more about personal self-exploration this is hearing a wide range of people um i mean we've had pastors on we've had um healers and psychics on we've had you know a wide variety of people so what is working for you and and the one sort of prerequisite to anyone who comes on our show as a guest is they believe in love first in inclusivity and finding what binds us in our commonalities we have so much in the media and the world and everyone around us showing us our differences and there's work to be done there but The differences is not where we need growth right now. What we need to do is finding our commonality because when we do that, the differences start to disappear. Whether it's politics or religion or orientation, whatever that is, if you start just bonding from your heart and your soul as a human being, it just doesn't matter anymore. Not in the same way. Um, You know, it's just, it's all up here and it's not, it's not here. So this is what the essence of the show is. Um, we've been really, really great views. Um, I think our first few episodes, we got like 1.2, 1.3K views. Um, so we're really excited. And that's every day uh, at uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on USA Global Network. Or if you want to just get that information directly, you can go to the show's site, which is imspiritualbutt.com. No punctuation, just imspiritualbutt.com. Nice. <laughs> I love I love how you talked about, um, you know, love is is really that center piece to to that podcast. You know, for you to, to be a, a guest on that show, and I, I just I love that idea and that thought of that we we need to be more united 
and we need to have love and, and joy at the center of all of that. Um, so what would you say about, you know, like joy being central to, I mean, you have your book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, joy being central to just how people think and feel and interact with each other. I think joy is a common language language that we often overlook. Joy is a common language. Um, suffering is a common language. If you're an empathetic person, if you can relate and not judge the suffering, but actually, you know, relate. So if we can empathize with other people's suffering, we want to also give ourselves permission to share the joy. Joy is the great commonality, in my opinion, because it really, it rises above all these other things we're talking about. It's very close to whatever the most general terms of spirituality are, because it's a leveler. It Joy goes above, you know, where you live, politics, religion, ethnicity, orientation. It's joy is a common language everywhere. I've, I've been fortunate to travel a lot. I know you guys have too in the world. We all love to travel here. Um, and yeah. you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, I can be in, um, I think my, one of my favorite examples is being in Morocco on the side of the road at a watermelon stand with a guy who literally grows them in the field right behind the stand. We don't know each other's language and he's so happy and joyful in sharing you know, what he has with us. And we're so happy to meet him. And, you know, we're worlds apart, we're religions apart, we're politics completely different, everything. And yet it's just, it's just human to human and it's joy and it's being excited about being alive and reminding those of us who are extraordinarily fortunate in living a Western lifestyle uh, and having a roof over our heads that being happy, being joyful does not depend on how much money you make or the toys you have because the happiest people I've ever met in general are people with way less. Um, They've retained the art of just celebrating being alive despite their suffering instead of never being satisfied with not having enough money, toys. It's a different outlook and we can learn a lot from that. Yeah, totally agree. I, I also appreciate that you were talking about that we need to, when as we come together, we need to look at our our likenesses, not necessarily focus on the differences, because like you said, the world is focused on that, and we need to change that narrative and focus on our commonalities. But if somebody's struggling to do that, what what would you say to them? How would you help them through that? Yeah, that's a good question. So finding the commonalities... Um... The number one tool is listening because we all love most of us who are outgoing. We love to talk. We love to share. And that's great. But, you know, um, really hearing other people is how you start finding their commonalities. Instead of just talking about ourselves. you meet someone, um, you know, in a restaurant or on the subway or in Starbucks or wherever. Right. And you start up a conversation spend more of your time asking questions instead of talking about yourself. People, the other people, most of us, if we're not paying attention to what's happening, we love talking about ourselves and our joys, our problems, all of it, right? So if you open the door for a person to start really sharing, you'll learn a lot generally um, for some, with someone who's willing to talk a little bit. And um, first of all, 
by listening to them, you usually start finding their commonalities just immediately. You know, they're like, oh, well, I'm late for work because my dog was sick. Oh, is he okay? Yeah. Oh, you have a dog? I love dogs. Boom. Right. Um, there's pieces of this that can, you know, that the sales community takes advantage of, which is finding commonalities. They've turned it into a bit of a science now, and they have a more long, you know, specific objective. <laughs> but I think um, if you think of it, you know, just sharing joy, just being there for people, learning about the other person um, is listening and asking questions. And the other thing is, and I was just talking to someone recently on my show who's doing this, and I just loved it so much, um, is being more intentional about meeting and talking to people very unlike yourself mm. because we tend to just sit with our own with our group that we're comfortable with you know and i was talking to this gal who comes from a very very conservative religious organization and she's still a member um but kind of out beyond the bounds a little bit of that she's been visiting other religious or churches mosques um, you know, visiting Baha'i, just visiting people of other religions um, and just experiencing what it is to be in their space. And also for her, which was again outside of her norm, um, becoming actively involved in her local LGBTQ community, which was not part of her lifestyle before. And she's not part of that, but she's like, I, I just want to get to know people. Because when you reach out to people that you feel unusual around or you just don't know, again, they're just people. It's politics, the laws of religion, the media that show us, oh, well, this person's from this country or this person has this color skin or this person is, you know, and this is, we have all these, all of these battles to fight. And um, it's like, well, what if you just talk to that person about being a person? And pretty soon, you know, really, if you go the world over, we all want the same things. Human beings, we want to be fed, clothed. We want to live in safety. We want our kids to be able to get educated or do as good or better than we did. And we want to live in peace. That's it. That's really it. All the rest is just extra. So making a concerted effort to meet people who aren't like you, you will find, you will make friendships you never imagined. And you will just have the gift of yourself. You start to feel like you're belonging more because you've offered them a space of belonging in your friendship. And, you know, not everyone's going to be your best friend, but realizing that we're just part of the great human race even is means you're never alone. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I, I love what you're talking about. And, and the fact that you, you know, you said be intentional, right. About, uh, going and finding somebody that you wouldn't normally interact with. I, I love that thought because it's being intentional and you're specifically going out to do that type of activity, right? Yeah. That, so awesome. Near the end of the podcast, Shane and I, we do this thing called the double down dose. And it's two questions um, that we ask every guest that we've had on our show. Um, but the first question of the double down dose is how would you define hope? Mm. How would I define hope? Hmm, such a good question. I think hope is knowing that you have meaning. Mm. You personally, you have meaning. 
and you have a contribution to make. There's only one of you. There's only ever been one of you in history, in the world now. And the planet needs you. Whoever you are, you have gifts and talents that can be used to really help and heal. And it doesn't mean you have to be perfect. It doesn't mean you have to have special training. It just means because you are needed, you have meaning. And this isn't even going into a spiritual conversation. This is just the basic being a human being. So I think when we know that we have meaning, we have hope. When I was at my lowest places in my personal experience and didn't really care if I woke up alive or not the next day, it was finding that activity, you know, working with humanitarian organization and seeing people in such worse and more dire straits than myself and realizing that I could make a difference, even though I was still depressed, I could still make a difference. That gave me meaning and that gave me hope and that gave me energy and that got me out of my house and that got me back on my feet. So I think hope is meaning, knowing that you have meaning, whoever you are, and PS on that, we all are making a difference. It just is what kind of difference are you making? Wow. <laughs> I love, love what you just said. I hope people listen to really everything you just said. It applies to every person. Wow. <laughs> so the second part of double down doses, how would you define love? Mm. <laughs> I think love is sharing hope. Helping other people see their meaning, see that they have value, see that you're willing to listen, see that you're willing to appreciate them, get to know them better, and know that they have someone on their side. Um, showing love can be so many different ways, but I think giving hope, if we want to get down to the bare bones, because we can all be nice. We can all do a good deed, you know, we can drop some, drop some quarters in someone's can, we can, you know, but giving hope is like having a conversation with that person love is you are as important to me as myself or more and what i learned from you both and have just spent so much time thinking about the platinum rule can i go there yes <laughs> absolutely which is not just love your neighbor as yourself but i will paraphrase but you know um treat other people the way they would appreciate being treated yep. is a such a different this is taking it to a whole new level and i think that's that is love and that is sharing hope and this has been so <laughs> awesome I, I love you know when we talked to you earlier i uh, just love that discussion i'm so grateful that we finally got you on our show we have waited for this day for a long time and what you said, I truly hope we can spread this message to as many people as possible. Fantastic advice and wisdom from you. Thank you so much, Anne. This has been Thank such a pleasure. You. Thank you. Well, let's do it again sometime. I always a pleasure to talk with you guys and wishing you and all your listeners a joyful day. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate you bringing up the platinum rule. Uh, it's been a little while since Shane and I have talked about it. And I, I think it's so, so important to just treat others the way that, that they really want and need it, need to be treated, right? Absolutely. So, because yeah. I've seen the other rule misused. Yeah. And, you know, we can have a whole nother podcast on that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs>
Again, thank you so much. This has been Absolutely. such a pleasure. Thank you both so much.